It's the final and most difficult frontier of value for value. Welcome everyone to another episode of the value for value podcast, the second to last in this here season three of the show. I am Kyron, host of the Mere Mortals, Mere Mortals book reviews podcast, and also this one, of course, where I dive into the world of digital content creation and how you as a content creator can help connect with your audience in a more fun fashion using the value for value model and also monetize at the same time. Nice little side effect benefit from there. (laughs) I'm recording here on the 25th of October, 2023 live. And uh, this will continue on in the future doing these lives ones, but the date is gonna change. So I won't particularly talk about that right at this uh, moment. I want to talk today about video. So I've covered a couple of unique mediums before. Obviously we've talked about music, we've talked about text, obviously audio in particular, um, What this being a podcast about podcasts as well. And also briefly with the chapter art, I guess the digital limited, Im- images in a in an offhand ma- fashion. But the big granddaddy of all of these is video podcasting. This is putting a video link into your RSS feed and Typically video, why I'm saying it's the final frontier, why it's so complex is that it can incorporate basically all of these things. You can have audio, you can have visuals in it, you can have text and moving visuals. So all of everything just gets bigger, harder, more complex. So what we're gonna be covering in this episode is a bit of a look back at um, the history of kind of internet video podcasts and how they didn't particularly pan out and the reason for this, i.e. advertising, <laughs> uh, not just solely advertising, but it plays a part into it. And then also looking at into the future of value for value podcasts with video or video podcasts with value for value. And so uh, what, what could actually happen with that? How value for value can be incorporated? Yeah, there's uh, quite a few things to, to get into. Before I do that, let's go into the past. Let's dig deep and look at a historical battle. So I want to tell you a, a little bit of a story time here. So me personally, I was born in 1992 and uh, I actually vividly recall finding video for the first time on the internet. So I would have been about 12 years old, 13 years old. So we're jumping forward now into 2004, 2005. And I remember on my dad's um, Mac, he had uh, iTunes there and I was mostly playing music, listening to it. And somehow I stumbled across the podcasts, um, I guess like little little section there that they had of them. And I'm sure most of them were video, but I vividly recalling watching like, oh my God, you can actually see video here. This is so awesome. And so there was a couple in particular that I remember watching. Mostly it was kind of like cute cats, circus tricks, epic compilations, fail videos, those sorts of things. I I believe there was a a pretty progressive uh, comedy troupe here called The Chasers War on Everything. And I'm pretty sure that's how I was consuming their their videos for the first time instead of on TV. And so I I started to watch all of these things and I was like, oh, that's so cool. At the same time, I also found out about Google video. And so this was where I was going onto the, you know, actual web pages onto Google and very much watching the same things, what you'd expect of a 12 and 13 year old. So I was kind of doing both of these simultaneously. And I vividly recall watching all of these videos. However, what what happened? Like, uh, did I continue watching these uh, these these two mechanisms until until today? No, no, I can't. This uh, this bit I can't remember vividly. But 
very quickly within a year or two, you know, Google video started to transform into YouTube and then Google video went away entirely. And uh, I entirely stopped watching video podcasts and it's kind of like, okay, well, why? What happened there, Karen? What, what was the, the reason for this? You know, is it you? Was it related to something else? And I guess this is where I would say, you know, it was a, it was a historical battle of, of video. How was it going to be consumed on the internet? Was it going to be on a via an RSS feed like, like I was doing with the video podcast? Or was it going to be on a more centralized platform, something like Google Video or as it became YouTube? And uh, well, I think we all can agree that the first battle was lost and that YouTube won out. And so uh, I have not really watched a single video podcast since then until maybe 2020, which was when I got into podcasting myself for really, really deeply and, and started to investigate all of these different things. And, you know, what was the reason? Why did YouTube win out? Because I would have said at, at those very early days, the, the quality of what I was watching was probably about similar. I don't think there was a real big difference between watching RSS videos, i.e. a video podcast, and then watching on Google or YouTube. And I was trying to debate this. I, I thought in my own mind, it was something like, how, just how could podcast hopes keep up with the bandwidth that was necessary? Uh, I played around a little bit with video podcasts and everything is so much more complex because video is just so much bigger. Instead of playing around with file sizes that are in the megabytes, you're, you're playing around with things that are a thousand times bigger into the gigabytes. And so I always just assumed this is what stopped video podcasts from really becoming a thing. It was mostly that uh, it's just incredibly expensive to to host video and putting it out there. You have to, as an individual, because you've got an RSS feed, sure, you could have a host who does it. So, you know, I host this one in particular with Blueberry at this current moment. And you could, okay, why can't you do the same thing with with video and and all of these people instead of going to YouTube, they could have been creating RSS feeds. Uh, so I was was always just like, well, that it's the bandwidth that was the main problem. And you know, sure enough, looking up, it took about four years for YouTube to become profitable. So obviously, you needed a big company like Google to like a monolith to just eat up all of the costs because it took a long time for YouTube to to become profitable. So that was around the 2009 period, I believe, just from my, my bit of research. But recently I had a chat with Adam Curry and he also highlighted some other problems, which uh, I'll take his word for because he was <laughs> a bit older and not a 12 year old trying to recall history. And he was just highlighting, you know, it wasn't just the bandwidth, it was codecs, it was bit rates, it was video sizes, it was re resolution, it was syncing the audio to the video. You know, how could not only the, uh, hosts deal with all of these but app developers which is where you typically listen to a podcast and what is so great about them is is the variety that you can have when you've got all of these different problems as well you know creating a, an app just to play audio properly is hard enough in itself there's a whole bunch of issues you have to deal with that but then if you were trying to deal with all of these things as well this is where it's like, okay, yeah, you, they probably can't keep up with the madness as well. So this is why I think you kind of have this almost centralization of, of both ends where hosting it yourself is, is complex and then playing the hosting of that uh, in an app is incredibly complex. And so 
why not bundle that into one big thing, which is what essentially YouTube did and why it, it still to this day is the place where everyone goes to consume their podca- um, podcast, their video. And so this is where I was like, okay, you know, this this kind of makes sense. This is this is why instead of a and and uh, one a, a multi spread out thing which make which is what makes audio podcasting so awesome you have a whole bunch of different hosts and you have a whole bunch of different apps and this is this variety this spreading out actually makes audio really great because you can say certain things you know, on in places and you can go to different places and you're not going to get kicked off whereas on video you know uh, with youtube there is one place at this moment and sure i know there's other video platforms i know there's rumble and vimeo and there was odyssey i think that's closing down so what there's there are other places but look let's be real there's there's one place for video it's it's youtube so it's it's really funny actually thinking now to to just where we're at so let's jump forward to the present time youtube took off became more and more successful uh, a lot of people will say it's the uh, second uh, what is it like the second best search engine or the second most utilized search engine in the world uh, my friend Juan has a <laughs> has an issue with that but let's just take that for the moment and uh, we, we jumped forward to the present time we go okay the first battle was certainly lost you know, video podcasts lost out to YouTube they all became centralized and so what is happening there is videos as much as some people might want to say nowadays that uh, you can have a, a a podcast on YouTube. That that's not how it works. It, it's it doesn't have an RSS feed. That's one of the fundamental things. So, uh, jumping forward to the present time, it's a rather weird time for video because uh, I had a rather big chat in uh, Mere Mortals episode four hundred about moving away from long form video and our kind of strat- strategy with clips. So essentially not putting too much effort on the long form video, hence why even though I have the capabilities to make this into a video podcast, I'm just not going to because it's actually just not that worth it for, for myself personally. Uh, but we we still kind of use clips. And so we this is just a way of being able to get mini snippets of our podcast and highlight them onto the various social media platforms. And so what I currently do is I upload the same clip to five different platforms. And it's just like, hmm, wouldn't it be great if RSS could do this? Like, wouldn't it be great if I could just create a, a an RSS which has all of my clips in it and this just goes out to these five different platforms and these being YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, Facebook and TikTok. So it's, it's a rather weird thing because I know a lot of other people are doing something very similar and sure, there's variations on the platforms and you'll get the best results if you modify your video to play on these platforms differently because they are slightly different but you know they're all kind of roughly the same you know put it in a portrait format uh, create it so that it's you know a minute two minutes long something like that and put captions up so people can watch it because the uh, watch it and not need to have the audio on that sort of thing so you're all like, mm, okay, interesting. Well, why why are all these platforms very insistent on me doing this individually? Why why wouldn't they want to be able to just have an RSS feed come in and then they can just show it? Because man, that would actually solve a lot of their problems. They wouldn't have to have uh, all of the hosting and storage. You know, that's that's that sort of stuff, and I wouldn't have to individually go there. You'd think like, oh, okay, maybe this could create some synergies. Maybe 
this could actually make things a bit more efficient. Uh, why? Why is this happening? And then we get to the crux of it. Of course, it comes down to money, 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 and money drives um, business decisions. And so there's nothing wrong with that per se. But when you look at some companies and how they behave and their models, uh, this is where it's like, okay, what, what does everyone, basically everyone agree that the problem with social media is the platforms are trying to lock you down. And why are they trying to do that? Because they make money via advertising. This is just how it works. No, they, they don't, you don't pay for subscriptions to Facebook and to Twitter. Well, you can, if you want, and to Instagram and things like that. No, they've chosen to go their opposite route um, and do this through advertising. Sure. You know, they can do whatever they want. What this does though, it brings a cascading series of events that I think eventually stifles creativity and expression in the long run. I won't get into that, but essentially it's like they need to make adver advertising money for their business. Hence, they need to keep you on the platform. Hence, they don't want an RSS feed that you could get anywhere else um, and ingesting that because if I could get the same experience ad-free elsewhere, well, then people would leave because nobody likes ads. Nobody wants to have <laughs> these ads. It's, it's not like you're scrolling through your feed and you're like, oh man, that ad, that was great. That was amazing. Maybe 1% of people are like that. I don't know. Uh, so this is why there's this big predominant model of advertising and why I have to upload my video, even though it's the same one. And I would much rather just do it in a one-stop shop RSS feed plop as a video podcast and that it gets ingest elsewhere. They don't want to do that. And, you know, if I do that, there's not a whole lot of places where people can do that. Although this is starting to change. So just um, bear with me. So people are paying with with time versus money when it comes to these these platforms at the moment. Once again, totally fine. That that um, that's cool. And that's that's how things have worked out and up until this point. But the battle, the battle was lost, certainly. But I think the war continues. And so I'm just trying to think and I was like going, you know, what what is it in particular, though, that has made audio podcasts so decentralized, so awesome, so spread out, and you're having all this innovation with podcasting apps, uh, podcasting 2.0, integrating this, you know, Bitcoin and, and value for value and all of these things. Why, why is this happening to audio and why couldn't it happen to video? And I was going, you know, I don't think there's anything about the medium of video that suggests it has to be different than, than audio. I, I can't come up with a good reason as to why uh, it it has to be like that. I understand, and as I went over the the, the history, I, I I think it's just the kind of quirks of physics and chemistry, how they manifest, and things like transistors, storage capacity, bandwidth, uh, internet connections, all that sort of thing is, is why we got to this point. I do not see a reason why that um, video has to be like audio, and and you know if if that was the better model to have just one place, then why hasn't that happened to audio? Why isn't there just one place that you go to to get your audio podcast, to get your experience? If that was the better model, if that was the better thing, why, why hasn't that happened? And I, so I go more, I think more along the lines of audio is much simpler, doesn't have these complexities that were attached to it and costs that were attached to it, hence that it, it, gravitated to its natural form of of the best form that it could video did have all of these things and so we've kind of been stuck with something like the big centralized platforms like youtube once again nothing wrong with with that 
but it does bring a couple of costs and penalties with it. And you can look at this things with uh, video creators bemoaning the fact like, oh, I have to, you know, keep creating videos. Otherwise the algorithm won't, won't show, show them. And, you know, I make money via YouTube, putting ads on top of it. And that's how they pay me out. And YouTube doesn't particularly like me putting my own ads into it uh, and things like this. So it's, it's very much like, okay, well, what can, what can video creators do go? And is this going to change in the future? What, what do I kind of see the future of, of video being like? And honestly, I, I do just think that as time goes on with Moore's law, as costs go down, as more people have access to video cameras, high, really high quality ones on their phone and things like this, I personally think that the, the monoliths, the YouTubes of the world, they're going to be a, around for a long time. But I, I do think the natural form, the gravitation will come to to um, a more decentralized actual video podcast, probably done through RSS. And so I, I wanna highlight some of these now at the moment, and uh, I have experimented with some of these. And so if you wanted to have a video podcast and we'll get onto the value for value and how this connects with it in a second, but I do just think like, okay, this is probably where, where it could go. Will it go there short, quickly and shortly? No, it's gonna take a long time, but I do think that this is where it will naturally go over the end and value for value is the reason for this because I think the value for value model is in the long run much stronger, better and creates better incentives than, than advertising. So I want to talk about a couple of platforms where you can host and watch um, video podcasts at the moment. Like I said with YouTube, typically the hosting of it and then the watching of it goes hand in hand. So the creators put their videos in one place and then that same place is where you can consume it. Uh, if you haven't done this before, basically there's this thing called YouTube Studio and you go into the back end of uh, like a little place that's just for me to upload all of my stuff. So the two that I have used and tried and I actually do have some video podcasts floating out there are called 3Speak and Peertube. So both of these, basically what you do, it's very similar to, to YouTube where you, you have your video and you upload it and you put in this metadata of the title and the thumbnail and the description and you can add in some extra things of, you know, it was it was created on, on this date and it was at this location and all, all very similar things to, to how YouTube operates. You can put in some tags of this is what the video is about or like, you know, hashtags, things like that. And what diff is different about these though is that you can actually do value for value with them and they have an RSS feed. So uh, if you want to experiment what this looks like, if you type in mere mortals into basically any podcasting app and in when you type in mere mortals, do not put the space between the end of the E and the next M. So it's mere mortals or one word. Uh, you'll actually get some results showing this video podcast I created. So this one is in particular on 3Speak. This is hosted uh, via the Hive blockchain, which uh, I probably briefly mentioned before, has kind of integrated a lot of concepts of, of podcasting, thanks to Brian of London, who I've actually had on the Mere Models before. So if you want to know more about Podping and that, I'll, I'll um, give you a link to that episode. And uh, essentially what you do there, as I was saying, you just up upload your video. It's a lot more constrained than, than YouTube. Uh, the max file is five gigabytes, I believe. But what he has created is that everyone who uploads uh, and has a channel there is automatically created into a an RSS feed. And it will say something when you type in mere models, 
into a, a podcasting app, you'll see like Mere Mortals hosted um, on 3Speak, the Mere Mortals podcast hosted on 3Speak, something like that. And so uh, I put in there a whole bit, bunch of different things. I've got full length videos like I did with Brian. I've got mini clips, which are about five minutes long in the um, landscape portrait. And I even just uh, yesterday went on for the first time and put up a, a portrait one. So something that you'll see like a shorts or a clip or a reel or TikTok, that kind of format. And uh, it still works pretty, pretty damn good. So there's actually a lot of versatility that you can have in uh, putting these things into an RSS feed. And so uh, what you can actually do go into places and uh, of all the value for value apps that I mentioned a, a week or two ago where I did my run through. If you go to Curocaster, Podverse, Podfans, Podcast Guru and Podfriend, you will actually be able to see the video in there. Uh, Podfans is in the future, but I know I know you'll be able to. Um, Breeze and Fountain, it will show up, but it won't actually play the video. And Castomatic, I'm not sure because I don't have an iOS. Um, if there are other apps that show, I, look, I know definitely that there are other podcasting apps where this will show up as well, but they don't have value for value uh, integrated. So you won't be able to boost and stream and, and do things like that. Uh, the other one I was talking about is Peertube. So Peertube is kind of a, uh, it, it works essentially on the same concept like torrenting where multiple people will host a video file and then it'll serve up that file in individual chunks to people who are coming in and, and wanting to watch a, a video or download or stream or something like that. So that's the high level. I'm not super deep into the technical details. And once again, you just go up onto here. I personally have done this through an offshoot of that, which is called No Agenda Tube. And you can put in your details. Uh, they have an Albi um, wallet connection. So as we were talking about with Albi and the, the podcast apps run through, you can just do this all nice and simple, duh, 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 put your details in, and then you've got a video podcast. And if people are, are watching, tuning in, and they can do this on any Peertube instance, so it's not a one-stop place. So this is what makes it different from something like YouTube. There's a lot of Peertube instances. So you can go to any individual one and they might say, oh no, we don't like your con content. That's fine. You can go to another one and, and upload it there. And there's a guy called Erhead, E-R-R um, Head, who I've seen on the podcast index Mastodon uh, is creating a value for value plugin so that any peer tube can do this. So really, really cool that you're able to, to do this. I think it's baked into the no agenda tube one, but I'm not, I'm not sure about the other ones. I haven't tested out with them. So if you are interested in creating a video podcast, those are two of the places I would recommend doing it if you want to do it in a way that enables value for value with the micropayments and boosting and streaming that we've talked about um, at the start of, of this season. Those are two awesome places to go. I've tested it out myself. Uh, I know it works and um, it's a relatively decent experience of, of watching that. If you go into, as I said, want to try it out, just type in mere models or one word. And you'll be able to watch some videos of, of myself and it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Good, good, um, good stuff. I think it's worth talking about traditional hosting as well. So it's not particularly value for value related, but someone listening might want it. Uh, semi V for V related because the hosts are gradually adopting these things. I was actually going through a, a few of them. And so I know pretty, pretty much for sure that Podbean 
Blueberry and Libsyn um, are able to host video podcasts and Blueberry actually does have that value for value enabled. So I probably should put that in the in the upper list as well, saying if you want to create a video podcast with value for value, use um, Blueberry would be the simplest out of those um, other two options that I, I talked about before. It is funny though, just how distorted the word podcasting can get. Uh, you'll see I've linked an article here <clears throat> that was talking about uh what was it it was the video podcast platforms the best video podcast platforms and amongst podbean and blueberry and i think libsyn it also mentioned youtube vimeo spotify facebook twitch instagram and x as video podcast platforms (laughs) they are not video podcast platforms those are places you can go to watch video but rss is what makes podcasting so amazing awesome and gives all of those four properties, which I talked about right against it at the start of the season, decentralization, self-sovereignty, it's permissionless and provides for value transfer. Uh, these these places don't have all of them. They've maybe got a couple of them. Uh, and so RSS is a critical, critical piece in what makes a podcast. And so, yeah, this is just where it's like, if you want to do a video podcast, Go to FreeSpeak, go to Peertube, uh, a Peertube instance, or go to Blueberry, and you can have value for value enabled with those. So that's that's uh, just my little thing. Will this happen in the future? Will video podcasts take over the world? I think in the long run, yes, but technology can change, other things can change, and who knows, we could all just be doing, <laughs> using, um, what was those those Apple Vision Pros or things coming out in the future? Maybe, it, it, once again, technology can can change things. So uh, it's just an interesting little thing there, but I, I, it's just worthy of pointing out that value for value can touch and go everywhere. And uh, I think eventually it will, and it's, it if, uh, YouTube and stuff don't adopt it. I think in the end they'll they'll die up because value for value is just so strong. Just creates such an amazing connection with your with your audience. I'm gonna just stop it here for the moment and go onto the Boostergram Lounge. Acknowledge some people for thanking to help create this show. Welcome to the Value for Value Boostergram Lounge. So we have a couple of here. We don't have anyone tuning in live today, which is totally cool. Uh, but I do have a couple of people who I do need to thank for helping to support the show and sending in a Boostergram. A Boostergram is a message that you can send within your podcasting app. I listed out eight of them just before where you can actually do this. Um, and the, this is a message from someone who's appreciated the show, wants to show that in a form uh, with a monetary payment to it. But the most important aspect of this is being able to give me feedback and to um, add some extra content for the show for me to think about, to to know more about. So I'm gonna jump into the first one here. So uh, I did see Sam Sethi streaming in some payments. Thank you so much for that, Sam, before. The first one we've got is the Tone Wrecker. And he says, reloaded wallet and catching up some delinquent support sites. <laughs> Thanks for your ongoing efforts to educate and expand ideas. 12,555 cent using fountain. Thank you so much, my friend Tone Wrecker. Um, I do know Tone Wrecker has, does he have some music going on on, um, on his shows? I'm going to quickly jump to the podcast index Mastodon and, and see what his, uh, 
little profile says. So it's Paul Birkin. This is the, the tone wrecker. Communication through machines and odd dreams. And yes, he's got a Wavelake little link here and a, a Get Albi. So I know he's definitely creating some stuff. So he's, he's got some uh, music on Wavelake. If you type in Paul Birkin uh, into Wavelake or into a podcasting app, he will show up. So thank you very much, uh, Tone Wrecker. Very, very much appreciated. We've got another one here, the other message for today. And this was a really cool one because I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen Tone Wrecker's name before, but I have not seen this one. And this was from at Balderdash Boys with an underscore. He says, great episode. We try on our podcast to make it easy. And although we would love sats and money to support the show, we also see it as connecting with our listeners and producers, if you will. Unfortunately, we get very little support or feedback, but we keep asking. 1,000 sats sent using Fountain. Ah, thank you very much, my friend. Look. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you tuned in. You probably tuned into the episode for, well, the last episode, how to ask for support. I assume that's where you boosted this one in. Uh, and look, it, it's a grind. It, it it absolutely is a grind when you're first starting out. Uh, it's important to focus on, I think, making the show better when you're in those early stages. Uh, it's it's this weird, It's it's the classic thing, you know, you... Once the cycle starts going and you have some people starting to boost in and listen, the show gets better because they're doing that. So you kind of need to grind away at first, you know, ask your mum to boost in, ask your friends to boost in, just get some momentum going um, because it is when you create better products that that things uh, start to kick off. So for example, I had a, a chat with Adam Curry on the recent Mere Mortals and I've seen some big, bigger boosts come in from that for people who really appreciate the show. And then through some of these mechanisms, such as through Fountain, it highlights, oh, people are really boosting into this show. I'm going to put it to the top of the, the charts. I'm going to put it, you know, into the uh, bigger places on Fountain, onto the front page. And I've seen, because that's happening, more people and then starting to tune into the show and boost into the show. So yeah, it, unfortunately, it's one of those ones where it's you, you just have to get on the treadmill and it's like, it's almost fake it till you make it type mentality where <laughs> you just have to create a good show so that people realize it's a good show, boost into the good show. The boosting in makes the show better and um, and just keep going. So uh, I did actually tune into his show, which uh, I should just bring it up because I want to give a shout out to him for, for doing that. Um, and here's another little tip, my friend. Uh, it is very much worth uh, talking if you're saying like my show to support our show, tell me what the show is. So it's um Beer Bourbon and Balderdash is the the name of the show there. And this is by the Balderdash boys. So yeah, very also I think is a is worth um highlighting what your show is if you're if you're gonna send in a boost like that. Um but um I tuned in and and they had a good show. It was it was very interesting. They talked about some cool cool topics and uh even though I'm not that much into beer and bourbon or balderdash to be honest, the um they were talking um, in one of the episodes about um, men, men's mental health and suicide. And it was, um, yeah, I've, I've been having a little bit of uh, just a lot of stress right recently. So um, it was a interesting topic for, for me to ponder upon and, um, and talk about reaching out to other people and things like that. So uh, a worthy show. Thank you. Thank you very much for the boost, my friend. So those were the couple of boosts that we had for this week. Um, thank you for those two. And thank you for everyone who, you know, helps. Uh, also support the show by um, sharing and, uh, you know, Sam was streaming and sats this last week, listening in live. I, I'd really do appreciate um, all the different mechanisms that you can 
do to, to help support the show, which I'll um, once again talk a bit more about right at the end. So before we do that, though, we've got a couple of things to go over. I've got some tips to to start us off with. So just waiting for my Evernote here to, <laughs> with all my notes to to pop up. It decides to be really slow, of course, just as I'm wanting to talk about it. So here we go. We are going to give the devil his due. So I, if you've listened to the show long enough, you know I'm not a fan of advertising. I, I think it's a stupid model. I really hate hate it just the whole experience of it i think it's it's almost close to coercion i think things like value for value will are better i really hope they'll take over in the long long run there'll, there'll always be a place for advertising but i think you can even someone do satvertising you know doing advertising of your own shows through sending satoshis to other people or being able to pay people to consume your ads rather than have the ads, um, you being kind of the the product, and that's how you, you're paying through it through your time, not not through your money, things like that. Anyway, to give the devil his due, the traditional platforms are not entirely V for V free, so they do actually allow for value transfer, for example. So I wouldn't say they're permissionless because I'm pretty sure there's some countries in the world where YouTube as part of being allowed to operate in that company, in that country, are very heavily restrictive of the type of videos that are allowed there. So, okay, it's not super permissionless. Uh, you can't be self-sovereign. There's no ability for me to have um, a link to my MP4s. It's hosted on YouTube. It doesn't come off of there. It's, so you're not self-sovereign, that, that's for sure. Um, is it decentralized? I mean, you could you could kind of say it's decentralized because there's four different, <laughs> five different platforms to all put up your your videos nowadays. So, um, but YouTube is still very much the predominant one. But you can have value transfer. I will give them that. And so, uh, I if you haven't followed this, this was kind of a, a trending thing yeah, a couple of months ago. I think it was around in August of um, NPC live streams. This phenomena, I I love it. Uh, I I find it so fascinating. Humans are so weird. I love humans. Jesus. So if you go on to Mere Mortals episode 411, I, I really talked about this in detail, but essentially what it is is that you will have um, girls typically on TikTok, but uh, that's that's the place this really came up. But I know you can do these same things on Twitch and on YouTube where you will um, just be doing a video and then people have a way of transferring value to them. Uh, now they do this through like a kind of tokenized mechanism. It's not through a hard digital money like Bitcoin and, and what we're doing here. They do it more through uh, tiny like little one-off payments of tokens like an ice cream thing, which you can then redeem later on from your end. So it's, it's, a, it's a bit strange. That's how they do it on TikTok. Um, on YouTube, I'm not sure exactly how they do it. And on Twitch, once again, I think you can donate money, but uh, it's more into like a balance. So I imagine they probably have something like PayPal on the back end to, to enable that. So it's not particularly peer-to-peer, -peer, but there is value transfer going on. And so what, what is happening with these NPC live streams is a, you'll have a typically, it's like a hot girl, but I've seen one with guys as well, where... Uh, she'll be just looking into a camera. Someone will send in an ice cream emoji and they'll go, mm, mm, ice, ice cream so good. Or a, a hat or a gang and it's like, gang, 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 gang. <laughs> it's just, and they'll do this just for hours and they'll earn 
enough to to live more than enough to live to to make a decent a decent living and so what you can say see there is like okay there are varying mechanisms of supporting people um through this it's not perfect it's not directly peer-to-peer nor do they have splits nor do they have some of these other functionalities that we have here with podcasting 2.0 and and being able to uh I, th- I think have better incentives and, and make it more fair without a centralized money person, money middlemen, money men right in the middle, but they do work. So to give the credits, uh, devil is due, those platforms do allow for value transfer. You're taking risks by being on them, but uh, there's no doubt that they actually do work. So uh, just tip wise, value for value, even though uh, it typically gets wrapped up into a lot of other d- ideas related to um, as I was talking about, you know, permissionless, self-sovereign, things like this, it's important to recognize, okay, the, these places do have their uh, benefits as well. They're not entirely uh, locked down centralized places, which have no aspects of value for value. So wanted to highlight that and to give them uh, their fair shot. An app and service highlight. Um, I do just really want to give an extra shout out to 3Speak and, and No Agenda Tube in particular. I know for sure that they are both actively working on incorporating value for value elements and into the platform. Um, as I <laughs> went on to to three speak, I saw they have uh, a mobile app where podcasts are, are featured very predominantly. They have the the podcast index little logo for for the podcast, which I think is pretty cool, and uh, or at least I'm pretty sure it was, and. They, they have the mechanisms of, of being able to supporting in through their apps as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's this kind of stuff, which is, is really cool. It's this healthy competition that's needed, you know, much like there are bigger podcasting apps. So these are things like, um, you know, the, the Apple and Spotify's, uh, I think it would be nice to have big video apps as well, something like that. So instead of just having one place to watch video, YouTube. I, I think it'd be cool to have them. Will YouTube die? No way in the long run. Um, yeah, no way it's 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 going away anytime, anytime soon. But I, I do think in the long run, information wants to be free and accessible. You know, I can't see where the .mp4 that I upload to YouTube is stored. It's not in, if you go into, you know, page, uh, what's it? Page source, view page source onto a YouTube page. There's no .mp4 link to where where that's being stored anywhere. So um, with these others, I can do that. If I go into a podcast feed, I can see that. So yeah, once again, just just show, show lighting, showcasing, highlighting. There's some differences there between all of these things. Once again, if someone though came up to me and recommend and asked like, Karen, I wanna get my video out. Where should I do it? I would probably say, look, just put it up on YouTube. That's, <laughs> that's probably the best place to go um, at this very moment. But if you want to have value for value incorporated elements into it, here's some other of these other places. Okay, that's it. We're going to leave it there for today. Thank you, everyone. Uh, the value for value section, who am I going to give 15% of this show to, to help support them, to thank them for the work they're doing? Uh, I'm going to really give this to Alex Gates today. So he's the guy who, uh, Sir Alex Gates, um, he's part of the, the No Agenda realm and he runs the no agenda tube he's the one who created that instance and moderates it 
works on it um, and he t- he's done a lot of really really great things for podcasting 2.0 for value for value he's a very very smart cookie he really knows about protocols he really knows the technical details super well uh and yeah i, I don't think he gets uh, enough highlighting support for, for everything that he's done not not just for the video aspect but also for podcasting so 15 percent of this episode is going to go through to him so uh, just thank you so much um to alex for for doing that uh shout outs though to erhead and, and brian of london for for what they're doing as well though they're really really cool so for this episode um i'll give you my my three t's my final value for value there's um time talent and treasure time you know if you want to share this show with a digital creator you know someone who is looking at doing video and wants to create an actual video podcast not one of these bullshit ones of <laughs> a video podcast on youtube no uh if you want someone who who wants some recommendations you know tell them to tune in tell them to tune into what was what chapter was it the seventh and eighth chapter and they'll they'll get an idea of how they can do that in a value for value manner so sharing that joining me live is always super super fun um i do appreciate that as well talent is there anything i can do to make this show better what annoys you what resources are similar to the ethap of of these um book reviews uh recommendations things like that uh, I, I definitely would love to to know all of these things and um to to have that um come out i'll talk once more about that right at the end and then finally treasure there's three real options of doing this. You can go to a new podcasting app, newpodcastapps.com, uh, and and try out one of the ones from there. Uh, also, I've done that run through. So if you're having trouble with any of that, um, they'll, that that's um, there's a handy link to that. I'll tell you where to find that in a second. Uh, you can do this directly at the Podcasting Index website. So if you don't want to change your podcasting app, you're like, ah, I want to keep my thing. I really like Overcast. I really like, God forbid, if you if you really like Spotify. It's just get off of there, get off of there. <laughs> no, it's okay. If you like that, I used Spotify for a long time before I found podcasting 2.0. So I get it. Uh, but if you want to keep continue using your one, if you go to the podcast index website, type in value for value, or even just my name, Kyron, I'll pop up quickly there and you can boost directly in from there using the get Albi extension, or you can even do it to me directly at Kyron at get Um, it's a bit harder for me to find uh there so that that is uh, a little bit more difficult to to do it that way uh and i will also just plug uh, if you go to meermodelspodcast.com support that's where all of this details are are listed in one easy to find manner so it's got the the link to the the video there so you can see how to boost in it's got links to the actual podcast itself in various di- different mechanisms all this sort of stuff is is really really cool and there's also a paypal right at the bottom if you if you want to do it via that mechanism Whew, lots to to get into there's one more episode left of this season my friends one more episode and it's probably going to be my favorite yet it's going to be where i'm going to get the most hype the most excited uh because i'll be talking about what i th- where i think value for value is going and I'm, I'm, i want to kind of create a picture of the world as i see it in five ten years time and and where value for value will have, will have taken us so that's going to be the the final episode of of season three i'm i'm probably going to take a a little bit of a break it won't certainly won't be as long as these last ones between seasons but uh, i'm thinking about a month maybe two months uh as i mentioned I've, I've got a lot of stuff going on in my my life at the moment um so 
the that that'll take priority but i really i really do enjoy this show so my last request is what would you like to see in season four what would you like season four to be focused upon i've got a couple of ideas i was thinking of doing something related to value for value music so really diving into that perhaps making a semi-music show uh, i've got a lot of notes here from a couple of really interesting books getting more into the aspect of i suppose the ethos again so almost harkening back to season one but adding elements of technology into it so this would be talking about hmm, advertising like the long tail uh, learnings from amusing ourselves to death uh, just a bunch of books, zero-sum games of advertising. There's a lot of things that I took from these books. So it, it can it would kind of be a, a reminisce back to, to season one. Uh, or I could, you know, keep out the latest of podcasting 2.0 news. What's what's new? What's interesting? What's happening with value for value in a kind of broader scale? I would, yeah, basically, I'd, I'd love to know your thoughts on on what you would really want to hear what you think is the most valuable, what would get you to tune in week in, week out, what uh, would be helpful to helping spread the word of, of value for, spread the gospel of, uh, of value for value and um, making it easier for other people to participate and know why they should participate. So I would love to, to know all of those things. So um, uh, one, I can see here just typed in, honestly, my call out would be to have more interviews with people leading the charge for value for value. That's also doable. I'm not sure I'd do that on this show in particular though. Um, I would probably do all of that under the mere mortals name, but yeah, maybe, maybe. I'll, I'll have a think about it. Um, <laughs> interviews and conversations are so much effort. <laughs> As I was saying like, uh, you know, I'd, uh, I probably need to have like a, a bit of a break, maybe a little longer one's like, yeah, no, nah, just double down, do it, do it even harder. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, my friend. Um, but that is a good suggestion. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll definitely consider it. So I'm going to leave it there for today. Thank you everyone for, for tuning into this episode, probably only a couple of people listening live, but that is, uh, okay. That's appreciated nonetheless. And yeah, one last season, one, la one last season, one last episode of season three coming up for next week and it's going to be a doozy yeah it's it's going to be I'm, I'm really looking forward to it it's going to be fun so uh we'll leave it there thank you everyone and ciao for now Kyron out